This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 359 for the week of March 16th, 2014. What up, hey us? Welcome to a Kanzen Shu. The podcast. It's right, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Kanzen Shu. It's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening. Any little bit of entertaining. Entertaining me with burps pre-episode. Yeah, you know, I aim to please. Not, I'm not keeping it in. I'm not even keeping it out. It's disgusting. The people demand They demand that. what? The, the toilet humor. I mean, it is Dragon Ball. It is a Toriyama project. Exactly. Perhaps. A Toriyama made me do it. I'm looking at that comic right there. <laughs> Toriyama approved. In the corner, it says, Mary, burp into the mic. Does it you really? know, back in 1986, that's what he wrote. That's what he wrote. Yeah. When you were... When I was five. Five, okay. <laughs> Mary, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Yes, it's good to be back. I don't even recognize this room. I come down here so infrequently. It's a combination of slightly clean and yet I have- A disaster. More stacks of the biggest stack over there. Do you know what that is? I do know what that is. What is it? And I, I have Julian to blame for that <laughs> stack, and that's what I wanted to say. So thank you, Julian, for making our basement a mess. Although it is important historical documentation, so... There will be shelving at some point. The biggest stack over there... It's just... They're all the weekly jumps with Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, the original publication, so good to have that kind of stuff. It's crazy. You would look at this pile and not realize this is an American basement. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what country I'm in right now. There's some Viz stuff over there. There is some Viz stuff. That throws me off a little bit. We got okay. some video games here, some American video... Well, not American, but American packaging. Yes. But yes, that's that stack of jumps over there, I'm looking forward to seeing it On properly shelved and looking gorgeous. Yes. Well, Mary, thank you for joining us and critiquing the, yes. let's call it recording studio. We Have people seen pictures of this room lately? Late. I don't want to put that up. That's gross. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's part of like the show notes. Maybe. Here's some photos of the stack of Julian awesomeness. There's boxes of magazines. Uh, so that's Mary over there. That <laughs> leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Mary, our topic this week. Yes. I, I think I made it happen. You may have. So I don't know how we got. I think I was talking about some prior podcast stuff. And maybe this is uh, a look to the future. But we've done the two game music retrospective shows. And I love them. And I think I want to do a, a third one of those at some point where we dive back again. I feel like there's a, a better wealth of older game music we didn't get to. But I want to do something different uh, for our next retrospective episode, which will probably be background music from the show. You know, from listening oh, to the show, you know how much we love it. And um, I think the two of us started just as we're walking I along remember. the streets in Princeton. No, no, no. We weren't <laughs> even walking along. We were sitting, having our St. Patty's Day beering out, yeah. beer and cheese pairing, which was pretty awesome. You were talking about your idea for the retrospective, and then you happened to ask me, what's my favorite background music? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, I'll ask you about this once we get into the thick of it. So I said sure. what my favorite background music was, and you mm-hmm. said, oh, Movie 8, good choice. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Movie 8 in years. I don't remember Movie 8 that well. I want to watch Movie 8 tonight when we get home. Okay. Okay. And then Mike goes, and I want to turn this into a topic because it has been so long since we watched it. Although, didn't you do a Broly episode? Not yet. That That's planned. So I do want to say that this is going to be slightly separate from that. I kind of want to talk a, a little bit about movie eight is a, a, a different beast from a lot of the other movies. Broly is a part of that, but uh, it's longer than some of the other movies. And it's actually, I want to say a little bit more story focused. And you don't normally think of Broly and story focused than some of the other movies. 
So I kind of want to do a mini topic on uh, Movie 8 itself. And then I have a question. It's actually a question that I posed to the forum. Um, let me take this up. I posted this uh, back in December. I don't think I've talked about it with you. So it's going to kind of be my closing question for you with the kind of the mini topic. And if you just want a preview of that, is there a false attempt and a power-up in this movie. So think about that for a while, Mary. Uh, it's probably best that I don't think about it. I, I think so, which is why I didn't <laughs> tell you ahead of time before we started recording. So uh, I just want to look ahead um, real briefly to uh, the next month or so here on the show. Uh, we're actually going to be on vacation next week, so we're going to take a week off from the podcast. So we're going to take a week off from the show. When we come back, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, this is part of the news, but the uh, TV broadcast of Battle of Gods is March 22nd. Going to be some extra footage in there. Uh, so Julian's going to be on tap for that watching it live while we're away doing some comparisons there we're definitely going to want to talk about that uh j stars i'm hoping to have in my hands by the time i leave on vacation so we're going to want to talk about that when we come back and then kai is starting up uh the end of the first week in april wow so it's kind of a, a really busy time so i'm actually kind of excited to take a week while i still can before all sleep is lost for the next month or so and it'll give you a good opportunity to sit with j stars Yes, absolutely. So I need that time away. I really put some time so into that So this vacation game. is really a ruse. It's like, no, no, I'm taking, <laughs> right. it's for work. I need this week on a boat in the Caribbean to properly review J-Stars. Exactly. I can't do it in any other setting. Can I write this off somehow? Yes, to work that checks way? right off. All right. This is what your donations for are going for. For the win. Uh, so that's kind of what's uh, going on over in the next month. We got um, some cool discussion going on. We have a couple good little tidbits of news before we get to that. So I want to hit them up real quick. First, super, super quick story. Uh, Battle of Z. I talked about that with Kieran uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, it was actually the best-selling digital Vita game in February. <laughs> kind of wanted to classify it down to not the best-selling Vita game, but the best-selling digital Vita game because it is available available digital only. Battle oh, of Z wow. on the Vita. It didn't get a physical release in North America. It did in Europe and it did in Japan, but not here in North America. So... Hooray, Dragon Ball did relatively well. I imagine it's probably not a hard number to achieve. Uh, yeah. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but... We have enjoyed our Vita. Yes. Thus far. Oh, yeah. I have enjoyed the Vita. All right. Uh, Mary, Dragon Ball Heroes. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <laughs> did, did you see the most recent picture? Do you remember what this uh, one was? It was, I don't know, it was Super Saiyan 11 uh, turtle guy. I don't know. I'm making crap up. So pure Majin Buu, the short one, the little one, okay. the last one that we see, will be absorbing someone new. You will be absorbing what has been dubbed Kibito Shin, which is Kaioshin after merging mm -hmm. with Kibito with the earrings. Uh, he looks like pure Majin Buu just with kind of like Kaioshin outfit on. Oh, I, I want to see that. Oh, well, I don't have the other monitor turned on. so Okay, I will leave it up to my imagination. You can probably picture it pretty well. I can. He's just wearing the thing. Does he have hair? No. No. Missed opportunity. Did you want him to have Kaioshin's hair after they fuse? I think it looks ridiculous. It does look ridiculous. Kibito's hair is really dumb. It's almost like ironed straight down and back. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't like Kibito's hair. And then he gets it from the fusion. Mm -hmm. It's dumb. So, yeah, that's the thing that's coming. It's going to be one of the uh, SEC, one of the secret ultimate the rare cards coming in. Jakuryu Mission 3, Evil Dragon Mission 3, that is launching here this month. As a part of that, that's also Super Saiyan 3 Vegito. Uh, will be a part of that they yeah, keep coming up with interesting ideas is that what you want to call it interesting i am trying to find the silver lining no i mean it takes some imagination to think of these things <laughs> does it does it really marry imagination 
Uh, Is there uh, okay. anyone else that doesn't have long hair? Give them long hair. That's not really imagination. <laughs> okay, maybe. I'm, okay, so it's not imagination. I guess because it's an actual product, it's fun seeing things that may have otherwise have been fan nonsense being like oh yeah well we're throwing this in a game now so there you have it and here's sure. a design all right uh jocko good news all around bad news all around i think we kind of missed it last time on the show but viz did announce they will be putting out jocko as a complete edition print and digital next january way to get it viz way to get it and i've said this i fully believe and understand that it's likely shueisha who's the culprit causing all these delays why do you think that because viz would probably want to put it out sooner than later there's something you haven't been exposed to a whole lot mary but people um from all the searches that we get this is anecdotal but also kind of well researched the general populace only believes that there have ever been two chapters of jocko because that's what was scanslated viz what do you mean two chapters of jocko first two Two chapters of Jocko, even though Viz released all of Jocko day and date in Weekly Shonen Jump, their digital publication. Okay. Two chapters were scanlated by you know, bootlegging fans, even though it was all right, day and date in English, mm-hmm. official by Viz. The problem with Viz doing that kind of stuff, that's behind a paywall. Mary, as someone in the digital publishing marketing realm, what do you know about things that are behind a paywall? They are not search and engine optimized. optimized, right? Yes. You can't find that stuff because it's not open to search engines. So what comes up first in searches? The bootlegs. Mm-hmm. And because two of those were done, we even on Konzenshu, even though we've got a great section for Jocko, we have all the chapters, synopses. Julian did the most amazing detailed chapter notes. Go check them out. So we're pretty high up there too for all the stuff that we have. Viz is not. You would would not know that Viz officially published Jocko. How much of that is on them for making that information not behind a paywall? True. Like information. True. Okay, it's they a should have product. a series page they should, for yeah, it. Yeah, just so they don't know their SEO shit. So uh, they're not doing as great a job. Their taxonomy page is like one of the first first Viz things you see, or search results on their page is one of their first indexes on Google. It's it's really bad. So that is a problem where they're not even releasing it until January. I understand that Shueisha is probably being kind of a dick about it and you know we want to put it out first it is coming out in april next month really soon april 4th not my problem though as a consumer i expect that this stuff should be coming sooner than later but I the mean, digital copies were they were but you can no longer buy them you can buy back issues of Viz's weekly shonen jump but you can only go back so far really right well and i can kind of understand that because then they don't want that cutting into when they do release the collected volume of it you know what i mean got it so i kind of understand all of this at the same time it's done it's coming out in japan next month it should really be coming out equally in english over here in the same kind of way mm-hmm. honestly it's 2014 people I, I find it unacceptable in the global economy now and fighting piracy you can't fight piracy by waiting until january nope you just can't so on the good side of things shueisha is releasing it next month we knew that there were going to be two editions a regular version and a super elite edition the super elite edition we just found out is going to be bond sized so oh. that's really really cool and the regular one will just be the regular uh tankobon size mm-hmm. so um now we know why <laughs> there's that's a super cute. elite edition that's coming with a couple little extra trinkets uh, like a Galactic Patrol badge and that <laughs> kind of thing. So we're pretty psyched about that. We don't know if either of them will be colorized like the voiced comic right. was. 
So we're still waiting to hear on that. And this is how it works with Japan. You usually don't know until like two days before it actually comes out. So the fact that we know the size of the Super Elite Edition at this point, uh, still halfway through March, is kind of exciting. We do know that both will be the same page count. So that does imply to me that the regular edition will have the extra bonus stuff, such as Goku's mother, Gine, that we know is going to be showing up in here. Sounds like both versions will have that bonus material since they're both the same page count. So no matter which way you go, you're getting that material for like four extra bucks. I would recommend getting the Super Elite Edition. Mary, we talked about J-Stars earlier. Yes. Final boss has been revealed. Who we got? Dark Phantom. Wow. It's just your doppelganger. That's kind of disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is. A lot of people have been saying, well, do you choose one series to kind of represent the ultimate villain? And there's a lot of super ultimate villains they could have chosen. I know there's some gods from Saint Seiya that would make a lot of sense. I know a lot of people are saying that Dio from part three of Jojo would be a great choice. I agree. I'm looking forward to <laughs> some Takehito Koyasu that could have been amazing. Maybe this is the best decision to not play favorites and something that uh, I know at least one other person tossed out there I would have loved to have seen was Dr. Mashirito from Dr. Slump, I think is a great choice for a villain, but maybe not as well known some of the newer stuff. So that's yeah, a tough decision. Uh, and as Julian translated, they're, they're going to fight with the same powers and techniques as you. In this fight, your allies unexpectedly hold the key to victory. Okay, we'll see what that means. Okay, so we're looking forward to that. J-Stars is due out March 19th. That is this week. I'm excited. I can't wait for it to come in. Uh, it's just about here. Regular edition and the limited edition, the Anisong version. Uh, getting those in. Excited. A couple last bits of news here. Hironobu Kageyama and Masako Nozawa heading to Kawaii Con in Hawaii next month. Kawaii in Hawaii. Hawaii. That's right. It's actually kind of nice little alliteration fun there. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And that's not that long of a traveling for them. Long of no, traveling grammar. Not long of <laughs> words. They don't have to go very far. Well, compared to, compared to North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so very excited about that. And I think uh, Mr. Herms might be going off to the convention. Oh my God. To you got a little... Uh, that'd be good. Consensu correspondence That's there. right. Every time she comes to America, one of us is going to be there to greet her. Yeah, by Let's hook just, or by crook. <laughs> do it that way. So if you're uh, anywhere near Hawaii, by all means, go check it out. She Can was, we be near Hawaii? Uh, I will not be near it, but we, I would like to be. I had wanted to go very much. Other vacations. I know. And it will be fun. So uh, if you can make it, do it. It'll be great. She was great at an amazement. Mm-hmm. I absolutely highly recommend would do business with would again. Do business with again. A plus uh, plus. And then some just little things. The end of last year, we had that uh, Q and A with Funimation about the new Blu-rays. They gave us the sketches for volumes one through three. The cover art, of course, they're going to use that on their own from here on out to promote things. Not necessarily with us. They put up four through six. You can see the sketches, and they're going to reveal the full color versions on March nineteenth. Competing with J Stars for the news that day. Yeah, I don't know. Going to be kind of tough. Yes, I think J Stars both is it. fine. Uh, and then Dragon Ball Ultimate. Sw- Wipe was announced for Android and iOS. This is the such a weird title. It's not only weird, but they're stealing the key art from previous games. They've done this before. Like the key art for this game is actually the main image of Goku from Burst Limit back in 2008. Ah. Like they're not even trying anymore. So Ultimate Swipe, Android, iOS. It's kind of the third one that we've had on these platforms. Started with Tap Battle, and then we had Dragon Ball RPG, Boyhood Arc. Now we have Ultimate Swipe. Julian translated some of the info here. It's uh, a first-person fighting game on a 3D playing field, and you will fight with well-timed taps and swipes, which can be used to store up key and unleash attacks, such as the Kamehameha, which are the key 
to your defeating your opponents. Battles will occur during missions. Yep. <gasps> when these games are announced, it's the most generic advertising copy in the world. Yeah. It's it's even worse in Japanese than Not it I is hate over copy. Here. Uh, and then to wrap up the news, Battle of Gods, Fuji TV, we're talking about this. Our buddy K17 recorded both the 30-second and the 15-second spot that was airing during the premium Saturday block, which is the block it's going to be on. We get a quick shot of uh, new footage of Goku on Kaiba's planet eating some buns. That's what we know so far. We know Pilaf, Shu, and Mai will be in there. Real uh, earth-shattering yes. uh, activity going on here. Uh, yeah. We bring you the news, Mary. Oh, yes. Whether it be sketches or Goku eating, we got you covered. You cover anything and everything. Anything so. and everything. That's right. You I don't mean, lie. What if Goku was eating oolong? Oh, my God. He'd eating, he's eating pork. That's pulled kinda, pork. It's kind of weird. Delicious. When you say pulled pork, do they like pull yeah, They rip shreds of oolong apart. This is gross. Let's talk about movie eight. Oh, crap. There goes his arm. Ew. The DBZ movie 8, Burn Up, a red hot raging super fierce fight, originally came out in March 1993. Mary, tell me your history uh, originally seeing this fan sub. When was that? When was it in the progression of seeing things? Do you remember? I think it was either towards the middle or latter portion of my of obtaining like fan, fan subs yeah. of the movies. I'm trying to remember. So I saw movie 13 first. Right. We, we know the story 13 and 13 Trunk Special. And then yep. Trunk Special. And then I went relatively in order. Did after that, um, I got I movies one, two, three, four. I think I probably did go somewhat in order as best I could. That's why I'm inclined to think I probably saw movie eight either in the middle or towards the end because that's where it falls in the sure, sure. order of the movies. I think for me, movie eight was kind of like the the later middle, probably around the same time as you. I'm trying to remember what was on my tape. I think I had movie six and eight. Oh, mine was on just by tape itself. Together. Was it? I mean, that makes sense because it is a little bit longer than some of the others. Uh, and my fan sub was actually missing the beginning of the movie. It starts oh, wow. when Goku and Chi Chi were walking down the street outside, huh. heading up. So I didn't actually see the very beginning of the movie uh, until Funimation's no DVD kidding. came out. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Yep. And I've known you for and my, <laughs> 13 and a half years. <laughs> my fans of movie eight is craptacular. Mine's pretty good is it yeah i mean all my movie fan subs with the exception of one two three and four are all mm -hmm. one movie per tape wow you got hosed i was just buying them from the flea market i, know, I, I didn't do a tape trade right right but well, it was also three tapes for been. 15 bucks so i felt like yeah, that was pretty terrible. okay all right so i just kind of want to set the stage for when you when you first saw it uh i'm trying to think how I don't many know times? what year that would have been though um say that again i said i don't know i don't know what year that would have been though probably i was definitely still in high school because i remember being in my high school's anime club that I formed with a friend and we showed them movie seven. So if I had shown them movie seven, I probably had movie eight, which means I probably saw it in 98 or 99 at the very latest. I'm inclined to think okay. probably 98. For me, it was probably 99 by the time I got around to that one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just want to set the stage for when we first saw it. I've definitely seen it a few times over the years. I mean, Funimation's DVD, the Dragon Box, the movies, and I, I have occasionally watched it. I wouldn't say it's a movie I've watched a lot. That honor goes to things like movie seven, movie nine, movie 12, for sure. Mm -hmm. Movie eight's not one that I regularly revisit. Same here, which is why when we went out yesterday, I and we were talking about a background music and you said movie eight. It just kind of hit me like, you know what? I have not seen movie eight in what feels like at least eight years. I want to watch that. So we did. we did. Huh. 
Now, movie eight is uh, the first Broly movie. Broly, a creation by a one Mr. Takao Koyama. We've talked uh, quite a bit about on the show as of late over the last year, especially with Battle of Gods and how that was uh, a movie, but more primarily a Toriyama concoction of a movie versus the prior movies, which were Koyama concoctions. Uh, And Goku is very much manga Goku in Battle of Gods as opposed to Koyama Goku in the movies here. Uh, So I just kind of want to talk about movie eight a little bit. And uh, now that you've seen it again, we were mentioning earlier how it's kind of more story focused than a lot of the other movies. There's a lot of exposition up front and a lot of downtime yeah. in the movie, which we're, we're kind of not used to with a DBZ movie. So did it feel very, did it almost feel Battle of Gods-esque in that respect? It did in terms of some of the humor with Goku. Mm-hmm. It was kind of reminiscent of Battle of Gods for me. And the fact that it is a little bit of a longer movie. Although what was funny is that I went into it remembering that it's longer than the rest of the movies, but I actually was expecting it to be even longer. Yeah, yeah. I guess when I first saw it, it felt longer than it actually was. Right. So, yeah, I think out of all of the movies that I can think of, it's probably the closest to Battle of Gods. However, I will say, with all the story stuff, I my, my memory of this movie is such that I only remember, oh yeah, it's the Broly movie, so that must mean there's a lot of fighting. Right, and there and is. I, and there is, but I was surprised at how late into the movie the fighting started. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I was almost itching for like, come on, someone, <laughs> someone throw a punch. punch. Yeah. Like, this is what I wanted to see. Right. <laughs> Not alien slaves and uh, sneaking around. Although the sneaking around and, and whatnot kind of helps bring about some of the character development with Broly and Paragus. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And it's attempt to at least have a story, which is more than the average DBZ movie has. So it's kind of funny because it's the Broly movie. So you think, oh, okay, it's dumb and stupid, but it is one of the few ones to actually try and have a story, which I'm kind of glad it's been so long since I last saw it because mm-hmm. I, I kind of forgot about that. And I'm looking at it with an older pair of eyes that's a little more forgiving. Is it more forgiving? And, and also, it's weird. It's like more, I'm more, critical, forgiving, more forgiving, more critical and more forgiving yeah, yeah. at the same I time. Totally so there were a lot of things that was that were interesting about seeing it at the age that I'm at now. <laughs> I hear you. Now, you're saying that it tried to have a story more than the others. I do agree with you, but as I think to some of the other movies, it's not that different from, say, movie two, which all the Dr. Weiro stuff, where they, they kind of tell the story through flashback exposition-y stuff. I guess expository stuff is the- Exposition? Ex- right. Expository exposition. It's not that different from something like movie two, which I get just mentioned, except I guess there's more of it here. Like, we have the scenes of Broly flying around destroying things and Paragus uh, working on the control unit and then we get the great scene where King Vegeta basically has them killed except not actually died. You should have made yeah. sure. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Classic villain laziness Confirm right there. Confirm after the yeah. actions are taken. Yeah. So I feel like there's more of that kind of stuff and maybe that makes it feel like it's got a better story just because there's more of it. Yeah. I don't know. I appreciated the effort. Yeah, a for effort. Maybe because because frankly, I mean, movie seven doesn't have much of a story. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, I like movie seven a lot. It's like, oh, Dr. Garrow made more. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. Movie seven, I feel like maybe the fighting's better. Maybe that's why I like that one more. Because mm. I, I, I mean, don't know. When we get down to it, the fighting in movie eight is a lot of slamming people. And what was odd 
is that I remembered, or at least my memory of movie eight seemed to include a lot better choreography. I agree. And it didn't actually you remember happen. it better than it really was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there's some good stuff. Uh, the way that he Broly slams Gohan's face yeah. into the wall there. There are some hits that really hurt. There are. And then Gohan actually ends up hitting something, I think, to the beat of the music at one point. I feel mm-hmm. like that was pretty well done. But then there's a lot of kind of questionable in-between animation at points as well and lack of animation. And then we get it. Although, I mean, despite that, I found myself noticing some cool things that they were doing with some of the direction. They were. Like they were doing a lot of, I'm probably going to misuse this word, but a lot of stuff with parallax where they were taking cells mm-hmm. of animation and kind of overlaying them and, and zooming them and panning them yeah, yeah. and making a lot of interesting visual. Well, let's talk about the visual stuff because the lighting in this movie is drastically different from any other movie. There's like this the bluish. Lighting? Yeah, it's like this bluish hue to pretty much everything. Because well, they're on another planet. Well, yeah. Uh, and I know that Broly does have a, a normal Super Saiyan form in this movie. And it's when the hair starts going up, it's more blue in this movie. And the fans have taken to calling this restricted Super Saiyan. Because it's he's definitely Super Saiyan. Oh, I'm really out of the loop. And the Daizenshu confirm that it is. I mean, and Toei and Koyama can say whatever they want about their own creation. So if they say he's Super Saiyan there, he's Super Saiyan there. But because he's still a little bit under Paragas's control there, I, I guess that's why it's kind of thought of as maybe it's held back a little bit. And then it goes legendary Super Saiyan and then it's full on gold and all that stuff. But it's like neon green. It is. It is. It's got that greenish blue issue. But the whole movie does on this like fake new planet Vegeta mm. at some point. So I, I think it's it's got a, a, a very distinct view to it. I don't know that I like it, though, but uh, it's definitely can... a, a look all its own. Yeah, agreed. Were there any other cool visual things that were going on? One that I think of is uh, when Trunks gets hit into Vegeta and then they go flying into the background and they create that crater on the yeah. rock behind them. There's a lot of craters in this movie. There are a lot. That one in particular is super well animated. It's like very smooth how it expands and, and hits in. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else along those lines? Oh, just that I was surprised at how much Trunks stuff I remembered because, you know, I would take screenshots religiously sure. for my site. So I figured it was like any scene with Trunks in it, I remembered every single cell of animation you of. were singing along with Mayumi Tanaka in this movie oh and my it god I love me out. I love that intro you remember scene. those lyrics oh in Japanese I was surprised you were surprised yeah oh my god oh. I, I would like rewind and rewatch that scene over and over again the best part of that is how he, sings, he just keeps going he stops saying he just starts singing again as if nothing's happening That's, I guess they've seen so much shit that whatever it's like whatever I'm finishing my song oh my god I love Mayumi Tanaka she's so good so let's talk about Broly as do we a character. Do? Just, do we, just a little bit here. Oh. A little bit. Especially in light of what's going on with Kai, and that's Babidi, who is previously played by Joji Yanami, who will still be doing Kaio in the narrator, and Kai will be replaced by Bin Shimada, who plays Broly. So he's got quite an interesting range. And I don't want to talk too much about the character, because I do want to do that full-on Broly right. episode, really dissecting it. I but almost don't want to talk too much about Broly knowing that you're going to do an episode about him. Any quick thoughts though? It was I, I always see this when people rewatch the movie. He talks a lot more than people remember. He feels a lot more developed than people remember. And this is before movie 10 and especially movie 11 yeah. when, it, when he's just saying Goku's name. Well he doesn't really talk until after he's broken free of 
Paragus's control, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I didn't feel the sense of dread that Vegeta was feeling about him. Mm. Maybe I did when I was a teenager when I first watched this movie. Yeah. But I feel like I've since seen so much more Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z stuff and, you know, Battle of Gods stuff that I didn't feel their sense of terror about this guy. Even though they show him right at the beginning, like, destroying a galaxy. Well, not him, but you see a galaxy getting destroyed. Well, that's another point of contention. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't want to get into okay, it. Okay, we'll save it for that episode <laughs> that you're going to do. But um, but he he's just kind of there, and he's always been kind of there for me. Yeah. Like he, He's just a means to an end for this movie for some okay fighting scenes. That being said, I didn't dislike this movie as much as I thought I did. This movie's just kind of average for me. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about it that makes me okay with this movie, because it's clearly not Broly. I think part of it's seeing Vegeta cower for half the movie. Yeah. And I think it's the fact that they try and set up backstory and and some history stuff. All right. So I have a couple questions and I actually want to start things by tossing out. And we talked about this a while ago when Battle of Gods came out. Takao Koyama went to go see the movie and he put up a blog post about going to see the movie. And uh, this is what he said. For this time, Goku's opponent designed by Toriyama Sensei was even a god of destruction. In the world of Dragon Ball Z, that's a setting where even Broly before the God of Destruction, would face a gap like that between a Yokozuna and the very bottom of the sumo ranks. That Broly reduced to a pushover. Broly is his creation, and he goes on to say, Am I the only one who found that Broly looked overwhelmingly frightening, or am I just biased toward my own creation? He's saying in movie 8 he found Broly frightening yes, looking? Yes, he, he, he goes on to basically say, as any nine-year-old born every day that enjoys Dragon Ball would say, OMG Broly, so awesome, so scary. <sighs> Koyama is, he's got Broly up his own ass here. Do you agree with him? I don't know, because I'm a 33-year-old woman. And you're just saying, (laughs) (laughs) no, you don't feel that fear from him. No, I don't. And I wanted to buy into Vegeta's fear because I think I, I buy into Horikawa's performance of a very terrified Vegeta. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But it's you're like, not buying that as in like, character <gasps> for Vegeta? No, 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 no. I also buy the fact that Vegeta in the right situation could be paralyzed with fear. Yeah, I yeah. just don't see him being paralyzed over fear about this, this guy. guy. Well, we can't feel key, so maybe he can sense something that we can't. And is it finally that realization of, all right, yeah, we've all got super time. Oh, but wait, this is the real deal. I think that's what we're supposed to feel. I and, don't know what could have made it better. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel I, it as well either. I, I don't know what they could have done differently to make me feel like this guy is the real deal. Not, I he's feel big like they, enough, right? They, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Huge. Maybe it's just superficial because okay. he looks like that way. But um, I feel like they did show us enough and yet it still wasn't enough of his power and i don't know what he could have done differently i, I don't think anyone really got injured that badly yeah i think that's maybe part that's of it. the problem like, i mean gohan got freaking rammed into a building and he was hanging from like a flag post there. basically and yeah. i would have loved to have known that every every bone in his body was broken and that he was paralyzed is that the <laughs> thing like we can't see as much devastation as we would want to see because it is just a shonen Movie. Yeah, it's meant for like five-year-olds, so they yeah. can't be that bloody. So Right. I feel like, yeah, we definitely need a little more of that. And they tried to. I think Broly needs to be more devious about things. We had a hint. Yes. When he went to, yeah. he threw that blast and it went toward the little slaves and then it went up and destroyed their planet. Like, I'm being a total asshole about because this. Because I can. Because I can. And then when like, he says. Get a bit of that. And then when he says, I'm not a monster, I'm the devil. Right. Like that's, and yet that's a cool line. I mean, as far as oh, cool totally lines iconic. go, it's. Yeah. Very badass, yeah. but I don't think he revels enough in being a devil. I would have liked to have seen more mm. asshole moments. 
And I feel like we're getting there. And this is kind of where I want to head next. Uh, and then the movie ends. Right. Which <laughs> I never even realized until you said so. Yeah. like Because get- at that point, I was actually really looking forward to the movie being over. Yeah. Which is funny because I was saying how I was waiting for the fighting to start, waiting for the fighting to start. And, it's and then Goku gets and involved. And, and then I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I almost don't care once Goku gets involved. <laughs> That's funny. Which is terrible. Right. You know? And it's another one of the way I felt as we were watching it was, all right. They've written themselves into a corner. Now what? We're out of time. Goku has to win. What do we do? Everyone lend me your power. I guess just make him stronger for sure. At least in other movies, we get the Genki Dama, which we know is a technique. Movie 7 did something new and original with it, which I felt really helps its case there. Right. And movie 9 with Gohan, I mean, it's... It's more of kind of parallel to this. I mean, everything about it is parallel to the Cell game where eventually he just believes in himself and then he wins. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies with other winning circumstances that do they feel as cheap as this one? Movie 13 feels a little cheap. Yeah. Even though it looks cool as a visual. It does Dragon Punch, yeah. It's like, okay, you just made this up. A lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In movie 12, I don't know. Like, they built fusion up enough over the course of the movie that when they finally get it right, I do believe it. I'm okay with movie 12. Yeah. I don't remember 10 and 11 that well at all. There's lava. I know there's lava. There's There's slime. There's a a dog. Right? There was a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like, the cooler movies as well. Just kind of pushed into the sun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Movie 8 feels the most cheap. Even thinking about movie 13, at least there was a new named technique for it. You know what? No. What? Movie 8 does and doesn't feel cheap because I love how it's Vegeta finally swallowing his pride. And it's like, mm. fine, I'll give you my power. And then Goku. That's it. Like, yeah. he's, he's just so powered up because of that. So I don't feel that is cheap. I think that is a good buildup. I think the fact right. that it's just a punch, like visually. Visually, it's really bad. It, it's just, this is what you got from Vegeta and it's over in a punch. I feel like. You need something with more of a, a pow just to show how much um he's gotten from his four comrades. Maybe we needed something more like the visuals we got when Goku defeated Piccolo for the first time, where we get that silhouette of an Ozaru in the background. I mean, he's fighting another Saiyan. Maybe we needed something to really show like this fight of Saiyan versus Saiyan. Could there have been something mm-hmm. else like that? I don't know. I think it's just that we punch, didn't get it. it didn't seem like a very hard punch. It didn't seem like a hard punch either. But no. I like the stuff building up to it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just over. All yeah. of a sudden it's over. I'm fine with it being just over. And then even the final shot up in the spaceship isn't animated. <laughs> it's just this panning shot yeah. of everyone But inside. everyone looks silly, so I always give it a pass. So, Mary, uh, I mean, this is almost like a mini Movie 8 review, which I'm totally okay with doing kind of one-off. Hey, Especially with the years in between. Right, we watched it. Let's talk about it. Uh, this is a question that I posed uh, on our forum back in December. Yes. The ending to Movie 8 is a whole bunch of people. Let's see. We have Gohan. We have Piccolo. We have Vegeta. We have Trunks. They uh, extend their energy over to Goku. Goku becomes stronger. He defeats the opponent. All right. So a little bit of spoilers here. I mean, at this point, I mean, movies out, home releases out. We kind of have to talk about it. This is part of the discussion here. What happens in Battle of Gods? They all have to. Well, there's a certain number of signs that have to participate in this little ritual to mm-hmm. give him power and think and about become it. So, Super Saiyan God. There's actually two attempts in the movie to get Super Saiyan God. If you remember the first time, they didn't have a certain extra character in the mix. They didn't have the requisite number. And what happens is Goku certainly gets stronger, mentions how much stronger he feels, but it's not Super Saiyan God. So my question is, was DBZ Movie 8, and this is totally retrospect 
thinking into things where they don't exist. Was movie eight another false attempt at Super Saiyan God? We have Vegeta, we have Gohan, and we have Trunks. So we have three Saiyans. And Piccolo. Piccolo. (laughs) He kind of doesn't count as a Saiyan there. So it's a very similar kind of thing where they're extending their energy and he gets so much stronger in such a different way. It's one of those, it's the power of friendship and camaraderie. Right. It's like a friend-based Genkidama. Right, right, right. So that was my question there, is do you think that could be a uh, maybe this false attempt at Super Saiyan God? And a lot mm. of people pointed out stuff I forgot about. Uh, I guess they actually do that in GT as well. And oh, I didn't you know You and that. I kind of slept through that one. We did, probably literally. No, I don't think it's an attempt at that. In fact, this is what I was thinking as I was watching this movie. It was actually reminding me of Sailor Moon a lot. And yeah. that's me having come off of just recently rewatched um all the Sailor Moon movies. So in in the S movie and the Super S movie, all the other Senshier lending Sailor Moon their power. And this just totally reminded me of that. And this would have been the same time frame. So it's a Toei movie premiering at a film festival, I assume. And it's just a one-off movie, independent of whatever storylines are going on in the shows. And it's like, oh, I gotta beat the bad guy, so lend me your power. So I'm like, okay, this is just the shonen equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. that. So no, I don't think it was another attempt at making a new form. I think it was just a movie cop-out just to get us towards an ending. Okay. Well, I want to pull things back to wrap up this question. And I'd love to hear other folks' thoughts about this. Is this a false attempt at Super Saiyan God? Is it even remotely comparable? Uh, I'll link to that forum thread. I, I don't mind people bumping that thread if you want to contribute to it. I want to pull things back to Takao Koyama one more time. And this is the benefit. What I love about Kanzenshu is we've built things up so much that even the most dedicated Japanese fans are coming to us and contributing information, oh, good. which I love so much. And Kay is definitely one of those people. Something that he let us know is that Takao Koyama is basically a cult member. He belongs what? He belongs to a, a type of, he describes as a cult religion uh, called Sukyo Mahikari, uh, which is, uh, it's a very new kind of religion. Is it Scientology? It's the kind of thing, um, I'm just going to quote from Kay here. The believers in Mahikari believe that they can cleanse unhappy phenomena in the world and a whole bunch of other things, from their hands. So they kind of uh, very specifically contribute energy by outstretching their hands toward each other. And uh, he's got a couple of pictures up in this thread um, from the religion's official website. Got a woman in front of another person, a woman with some of her food, it looks like, and a guy in a car. Uh, and he gave a couple of great examples, one of which is movie eight. Oh, wow. Where everyone's contributing energy to Goku, outstretched hands from afar. I just thought it was a cool visual. It is a cool visual, but this is the kind of thing that Koyama would definitely be into and thinking about. Would he have been in it back in 93? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how far back he goes. The religion itself, uh, I'm just reading on Wikipedia real quick because, you know, it's the internet. We can do that. Originated in 1959. So it had been around long enough. I don't know about Koyama himself, but it's just something to think about where uh, some of these people are coming from and what their thoughts are. I think that's the kind of thing that really gives us a, a deeper understanding of, yeah, it's a cool visual, but here's what the creative force may have been thinking at the same time mm, as they were working on it. So, brainwashing. Okay, maybe not. Uh, it's pretty subtle. Um, I mean, we're all very science focused here on the show. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> that was uh, our little discussion about some of the stuff in movie eight. Kind of a mini review talking about this false super Saiyan god and then Koyama's a cult member. <laughs> You learn something new every day. Consensue. I I love it. It's what we do for you. You guys are a wealth of knowledge. That's right. Uh, Mary, I think that's kind of going to overall bring the show to a close. But before we're done, we have to ask that most important question. Do it. Who's Who's that that character? character? 
last time on the show, this is the clip that we played as suggested to us by Chris Carbifer. <laughs> kind of very topical. That was uh, the second Red Ribbon Army associate in a row. Previous week, we had done uh, Murasaki. That was Tesho Genda as White from the Red Ribbon Army of... Uh, of course, we're mentioning Genda uh, as it relates to him playing Shu in the extra footage in Battle of God. So Tesho Genda was on our mind. That's a character we used. So Mary, the way that I've been doing this lately is uh, whoever the co-host is on the show gets to choose who the character is that we play. And I edited it out. And oh, put in the nice. Clip. So uh, kind of off the record, you're going to tell me right now who you would like to hear as who's that character for the next episode. I'm going to play that clip right now. And that clip one more time for you. Mary, that's going to bring episode 359 of our podcast here to a close. Thanks so much for joining. You're quite welcome. I'm glad to have watched movie eight. I'm glad I thought of it. You know, <laughs> good idea. Good Mary. idea, me. Did a great like, job. Just sitting yeah. on a Saturday night. I don't want to watch movie eight. I don't know why. Exciting Saturday night in the Consensual household. It That's is. Right. I almost fell asleep. Full disclosure. <laughs> I know you did toward the end there. So what are you looking forward to over uh, the next month or so? Does the Boo R continuation of Kai interest you in the least? <sighs> well, yes and no. I guess, I mean, I don't enjoy the Kai format that much, but I do appreciate the refresher course mm-hmm. because my fan subs of the Boo arc were incomplete and I'm not sure if I've really watched it in chronological order. I, I've read it, obviously, for this show. I, I've read the Boo arc in recent memory, but I've forgotten a lot of it already. Yeah. So I'm, I'm casually interested. Okay. Uh, J-Stars? I would definitely like to pick that up for a little bit. Yeah. You know, when you're willing to give it up <laughs> for about five minutes. Right, right. Um, Is there anyone in particular? Because I know we've been watching some of the most recent trailers. Are there any extra characters besides the Dragon Ball ones you're kind of psyched for? Raleigh looks like she'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I do want to play the JoJo characters. Kenshin, I, I'm just going to lose my shit over. Yeah, Kenshin and Shisha. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I'm even a huge Kenshin fan. It's just Kenshin oh was God! a big part of our high school and early college days, though. Yeah, I... I first saw it fan like stuff really while I was like a senior. Yeah, yeah. And then you and I watched it together. We made, you know, a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. So Kenshin's good times. Uh, or I should say the um, Kyoto arc is good times. <laughs> <laughs> the rest, uh, I mean, OVA is good. Because there's only one OVA. We yeah. refuse to acknowledge the existence right. of anything else. I want to enjoy the inclusion of One Piece more, but I don't. You don't I'm really not know anyone. Yeah, I'm not up to date in Naruto by any or not Naruto or Naruto uh, or Naruto. Yeah. yeah, I'm not up to date on One Piece by any stretch of the imagination. You know Luffy and Ace. I know Luffy and Ace, and I'm like, I want more straw hats. God damn it, <laughs> right. where's my Sanji? And then on the Naruto side, I mean, you and I gave up on the filler arc before the filler arc before Majin Sasuke. Yeah, so we don't know any of the Shippuden stuff. Madara Uchiha. Okay. So I think that about does it. I mean, my, my choices yeah. are the obvious choices. I can't say I really am that well versed. In- Who are you going to main in the game? Who do you think? Who am I going to main? Yes. It's fighting game talk. Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So J stars, Kai, um, you read Jocko, so that's not going to be new to you, but we'll definitely check out the Japanese release and that comes in, uh, Dragon Ball SD two collected edition coming soon. It's kind of, eh, we're talking mm. about that. Just scrolling down the, uh, releases list for what's coming up. I, I guess that's kind of the most exciting stuff we got going on. So it's that's busy. plenty. That is totally enough. I don't need that I anymore. Can't believe we've, I can't believe you've been doing the show as long as you have, and there is still plenty to 
to talk about. Always something. I know I say this Not every single year. I was like, it's the year 2000X and we're still talking about stuff. Right. It's 2014 and we're still talking about stuff. In the year 2000X, Hanzenshu yeah. came up against Mega Man <laughs> and was defeated. Oh, no. This is their story. <laughs> uh, so, Mary, thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. Com. You can find us on our website. We have a forum thread for every episode. Uh, episodes also go up on YouTube. You can catch us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google+, wherever it is that you would like to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts on a little bit of Movie 8, a little bit of maybe perhaps not quite Super Saiyan God transformation, a little bit of Koyama's cult member. Love to hear your who's that character guest for this episode. Um, we'll reconnect with you probably in two weeks on the podcast. Otherwise, stay tuned to the site over uh, the next few days next couple weeks lots of great stuff coming your way well mary you uh you get the last word wrap up the show i wanted to say julian's old exit phrase but i forgot it especially now with the site name change i'm not on auto autopilot anymore okay well in lieu of saying something in japanese thanks for listening joy and we'll see you next time so